0: Hey there, this is Ms. Emma Grace on the campus of Huntington University. You're listening to Rooted, an in-depth conversation with interesting people and topics that matter to the Forrester family. Make sure you subscribe to Rooted on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. You can find us by searching Forrester Radio, Rooted. And you can also catch Rooted Thursday evenings at 7 on 105.5 WQHU. Today I'm joined by Kelsey Herber, who is an admissions counselor and the new volleyball head coach here at Huntington University. Kelsey, first off, thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yes. um, We just want to say first, congratulations on becoming the new head coach. Um, Has it sunk in for you that you're the new head coach?
1: You know, Emma, it really has begun to at first I was just so excited Mm -hmm. and was celebrating and and was really thankful for all the encouragement I received and then there was this one moment where I really let myself dwell on it Mm -hmm. and it just hit me hard Mm -hmm. and I was like to think that seven years ago I was committing to play volleyball here yeah and to know you know if somebody were to tell me seven years later you know you're going to be the head coach of that program yeah I would have been like, what? Mm -hmm. You know, so just to see God's hand in it these past seven years, even when I couldn't see it, that's when it really hit me when I started to think about that.
0: And I'm sure your journey to this point has been insane. So we want to start from the very beginning. When did you start getting interested in volleyball?
1: Yeah, so I started playing volleyball back when I was in fifth grade. Um, I went ahead and joined the team at my school And my older sister, she played volleyball. So I think naturally I thought, you know what? I'll follow in her footsteps. I'll go ahead and play. And it didn't take long for me to absolutely fall in love with it.
0: Was there a moment that you can remember just falling in love with the sport?
1: You know, it's hard for me to pick out just one moment. But there was this instance that really kind of reminded me, okay, Kelsey, this is something you care about a lot. Mm -hmm. When I was a freshman in high school my two best friends played volleyball with me and after freshman season um one of my best friends decided that she wasn't going to play anymore and said she was just going to focus on basketball and softball there is nothing wrong with that but I remember thinking what how could you not want to play volleyball I mean this is the most fun sport it's so entertaining It's so intense, you know, at any moment that ball drops and the play's over. And so I think that's one moment I point to thinking, okay, that's when I knew I love this game because there is no way I would ever want to give it up. So I actually played volleyball
0: for six years. Awesome. Um, And then some of my friends continued to play through high school. And there seemed to be this theme of volleyball just kind of being a hard sport mentally for some Mm -hmm. girls. Did you struggle with that at all through your journey?
1: Oh, Emma, how, how long do we have? Because, <laughs> yes, absolutely, that is something that I struggled with, and it's probably the biggest lesson that I've learned through playing the game. What I realized is because volleyball became so important to me, even from a young age, and then especially playing in high school and knowing, okay, I want to go play in college, it became even more important to me. And then I started playing in college, and what I realized was I was letting the game of volleyball define me. Mm-hmm. So when I was playing well and things were going well in terms of our team winning, we had a very happy Kelsey. Mm-hmm. But the moment I wasn't playing well, the moment our team wasn't successful, it was like it completely shifted my mood and I was really discouraged in my life. And I realized I'm putting too much weight into this. I'm letting it dictate um just my state of mind, my state of heart. And like I said, I realized really I'm letting that define me. I'm defining myself by volleyball. Mm -hmm. And so I really had to learn that my identity is in Christ alone. I am who he is in me. Mm -hmm. Volleyball is a gift to us. Um, And so this ability he's given me to play the game of volleyball Yes, I should pursue excellence in it because I believe as sons and daughters of Christ, we're called to do that. But I should use this as an act of worship instead of letting it define who I am. So something that I commonly will tell players younger than I am is you're not volleyball players. And they kind of look at me with this confused look (laughs) on their face. They're like, but Kelsey got my knee pads. You know, I'm all ready to go. I'm playing volleyball. And I'm like, well, you're not volleyball players because that's not who you are. Mm -hmm. Who you are are daughters of Christ, but you happen to play the game of volleyball to bring glory to him. And I really wish I would have figured that out a lot earlier in my life.
0: So was that moment of realization, was that something you came upon on your own? Or was there someone that kind of pointed Mm -hmm. that out to you?
1: That's a great question. You know, I think part of that journey was realizing myself, okay, I, I am letting this dictate my mood and um, just my state of being way too much. But I'm also very thankful um, for my now husband mm-hmm. and and my dad and then my one of my best friends who played volleyball with mm-hmm. me. I think all three of them mm-hmm. kind of played a role in helping me be more aware of that mm-hmm. and, and just trying to encourage me through it. And so I'm extremely thankful for the role all three of them played in my life. I, I remember um, I would, I remember playing volleyball with again one of my best friends in college, and I remember the moment she told me she's like, "Hey, like I don't know if you realize this, but on the court, like if you make a mistake, um, right away, just based on body language, it, it, it's all over. You know, your <laughs> face and your demeanor." And I remember being like, what? Like, I was like, Brittany, I, I promise you, I try really hard not to do that. Like, I try really hard to just, like, move on to the next play. Um, and so that was some tough love, and I'm glad she pointed it out to me because I realized, yeah, like, I'm showing this more than I should. You know, this is affecting mm-hmm. me in a negative way, way more than it should. And so I'm thankful she pointed that out to me and that, you know, that I have a best friend like that. Who cares enough mm-hmm. to point things out like that to me?
0: Yeah. What was it like for you when you made that decision to play at the collegiate level?
1: Mm. Well, it's a a memory that will forever be in my mind. Um, I remember after a high school basketball practice, I got in the car and my dad's driving me to Huntington University and I burst into tears Mm -hmm. because I was so nervous and i was so anxious and i was worried that i was going to be rusty i had just come from another practice so i was afraid i was going to be tired mm-hmm. and i remember him praying with me on the way there just to help calm my heart and mind and and again that's if someone would have told that crying girl in the car
0: mm-hmm.
1: well not only are you going to be a part of that team not only are they going to want you to be a part of that team but you're going to be the head coach mm-hmm. of it someday mm-hmm. I mean, I just, that's when it really hits me. And I'm just kind of in awe of this opportunity God's given me. Um, But I remember going to that open gym. And I remember immediately connecting with the girls and just loving playing the game with them. And I remember the coach coming up to me afterward and basically saying, we have a spot for you. I mean, we want you to be a part of this. And I was ecstatic uh, because it felt like home. Mm -hmm. And so to think that Huntington University was going to be my home for the next four years and now even longer than four years, what I didn't realize then, but know now um, that moment has a special place in my heart because it was the moment I said yes to that. Did you go and look at any other volleyball programs or was HU it for you after that open gym? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So I did. I did look at a few other programs. Mm -hmm. um, But like I said, it was one of those things where once I visited campus here at Huntington, and the moment I set um, stepped foot into that gym and had an open gym with that team, it was, like, done. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. I left that day knowing that's where I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so while the other programs I was looking at are great programs, you know, this one just really stood out to me from the moment I experienced it. So as an undergrad,
0: was coaching even on your radar, whether that was collegiate level or even younger girls than that?
1: Yeah. I think – I think it's always been a consideration of mine that I would maybe like to coach someday just because athletics has been such a big part of my life. Mm -hmm. So to think that after I would graduate that that would just no longer be a part of my life would be really hard Mm -hmm. because I'm passionate about it. Um, But I remember my senior season in college, I was becoming very discouraged with this this idea of no longer being a volleyball player. Mm -hmm. Um, kind of goes back to that identity mm-hmm. issue I was talking about. And I remember my dad saying, Kelsey, because he's coached many years, and he was my coach at one point as well, he said, Kelsey, you know, what's really neat is I think you'll find a lot of fulfillment someday in coaching, even when you're done playing. And I remember thinking, yeah, right. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm sure there's fulfillment in it, you know, but I bet there's nothing like playing. And there really is nothing like playing. It's different. However, I can sit here and say my dad was absolutely right. The amount of fulfillment that I find in coaching um, is something that is so special to me. It's almost hard for me to describe. But to be involved with a game I love, but then being able to share that with those younger than me and to help them succeed in it, you know, to see that look on um, a girl's face after you help her out with her technique and the next play goes well for her. You know, that those moments are incredible and just make me think, all right, Dad, you were right. <laughs> <laughs> So Kyle Shondell announced that he was going to Indiana Tech
0: um, earlier this year. Um, and so you've been in the interim head coach this spring while the university considered you and other applicants for the position. How did you balance that personally and with your relationship with the girls on the team?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I'll be honest with you, so I'll be transparent here. This has consumed me for about the past three months. Mm-hmm. So ever since it was announced that Kyle was leaving, um, I immediately knew, okay, this is something I want to go for. Mm. And so for the past three months, I'll be honest, you know, it, it's been on my heart and on my mind. Mm-hmm. I've been praying about it. My poor husband, I'm a verbal processor, so I would talk about it nonstop. <laughs> um, so I think he's thankful that there's finally just a decision. Mm-hmm. Um But I'll be honest, yeah, you know, it's something that really consumed me just because it was something that I realized I'm so passionate about. Mm -hmm. And, man, this is something I really want. But I really tried to get myself to that place where I could trust God knows what's best for me, and he knows what's best for those girls. Mm -hmm. And I knew without a doubt I want the best for those girls, and I can find a way to have peace in whatever That answer is, because I'll be ecstatic knowing God chose who was ever best for them. Um, And so getting myself to that state, you know, I had to really work at it. But one of the best feelings was when they offered me the job, um, I even said this to the athletic director. I said, you know what's really neat that I'm realizing right now? I said, I think the reason all along I've wanted this so badly is because now I'm realizing I think God wanted it for me too. Mm-hmm. And so I think my desires were lining up with his desires. And that was just a really neat, a neat feeling. And so throughout the whole process, I made that very apparent to the girls mm-hmm. too. They knew I was going for the job and they knew I wanted the best for them and that I wanted them to go in open minded through the interview process. And to know you would never experience any resentment from me, you know, if it didn't end up being me. And so I'm really proud of just the way that they approached it um, because it's not easy to go through a head coaching transition and they handled it very gracefully. So I'm thankful. So what does the Kelsey Herber HU volleyball team look like? Mm, that's a great question. <laughs> um, I love that. So my vision for this team is that, yes, they grow as volleyball players that's a given you know that's what we want to do we want to use volleyball to glorify Christ and like I said earlier I think we have to pursue excellence I feel like that's what we're called to do as sons and daughters of Christ so we're absolutely going to do that we are going to train to win we you know those girls are going to work harder than they ever have however if those girls leave this program and they can't say that they grew spiritually Or that they grew as people, then I think I failed. Mm -hmm. I want to invest in their lives. I want to disciple them. I want to walk alongside them in their lives. And I want them to have no doubt in their mind, even though I'm holding them to these high expectations, even though I'm pushing them, even though I'm requiring that they work harder than they ever have, and that they pursue excellence. I want them to also know that I love them, that they're valued, that, again, I want to walk alongside them in their life. And even after they graduate, I want to be a part of their life and to always be there if they ever need me. And so when I think about my vision for this program, it's really, you know, growing people and having the experience of a lifetime, you know, making those friendships that will last a lifetime and, and growing again as people and spiritually along the way, not just in volleyball. Yeah. And earlier
0: you talked about just your struggle with making volleyball the biggest thing in your Mm. life. How do you plan to incorporate with these girls?
1: Yes. I remember there was one morning and I felt like it was a total, a total God thing because of the timing. Um, But I I went to the gym and one of the players was there. Mm. And so I just started chatting with her and, and she kind of brought up this same thing. She was a freshman and was just adjusting to being a college volleyball player. And she just talked about how she herself was kind of finding this identity battle of this is something I've always defined myself by, and now I'm here playing college volleyball, and it looks a little different. And, and I remember telling her, listen, I've been there, and I know it's, it's extremely hard. And I said, but I want to do everything I can to help you figure out this a lot earlier than I did that this game does not define who you are because if the moment you hand over that control to something else other than Christ defining who you are, it's going to be an absolute roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And, and we know that who God says we are, that doesn't change. And so I was able to have that conversation with her. And, and that is my goal, Emma, is just that I am able to help these girls learn that so much earlier than I did so that they can truly enjoy their experience um, without letting it be a roller coaster ride of emotions and being up and down in terms of their confidence, Um, but rather letting it be this positive experience playing a game they love with people they love and being successful in it because they're working hard and doing the best that they can. And so that's definitely something that I've already tried to incorporate within my conversations with them Mm -hmm. and definitely something that I want to highlight through small group time with them. Actually, that's our theme for the spring Mm -hmm. is identity um, through these small groups that we're doing. And so I hope that just gives them at least a taste of what's to come. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else you'd like to tell our listeners? I think I would just want everyone to know what an honor it is. And it makes me emotional Mm -hmm. just to talk about, um, Maybe this is the moment it's really setting in, like you talked about earlier. Maybe it's happening right now. It is such an honor to invest in a program that invested in me Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and to lead a group of girls that I already love dearly with all my heart. And I can't thank Huntington enough for giving me this opportunity. And for really being in my corner and wanting me to be successful and encouraging me along the way. And I think about my friends and family who have been supportive in this whole process and I'm just overwhelmed with gratitude for the support I've had and the encouragement I've received ever since this was announced. And I can't thank those girls enough, you know, for just who they are as people and like I said, it's just this overwhelming feeling of gratitude and just excitement for what's to come. And there's just even moments where I almost can't hardly believe it, that this gets to be the life that I live. This gets to be my career. It doesn't even feel like a job because I love it so much. And and so I think that's one of the sweetest parts about this whole process. And then I'll leave you with our final question we
0: always ask. Is there anything that we can pray for you about in this journey? Mm, I really appreciate that
1: a lot. You know, I'll, again, I'm, gonna be, I'm being really transparent today. I am a perfectionist, and I set really high expectations for myself. And I think that already going into this process, what I've reminded myself of is, Kelsey, listen, you're going to make mistakes along the way. And I told my girls that as soon as they found out I was the head coach, I said, guys, I can promise you this. I will make mistakes along the way. But I can promise you also that I will always, you know, love you and value you and walk alongside you. And so I'm already foreseen that, yes, I'm going to make mistakes along the way. And therefore, I need to be ready to accept that grace that God's already given me. And to be able to learn from those mistakes and move on. So I think, honestly, that that's the biggest thing that, you know, I could use prayer for is just being able to accept that grace that God already has there for me um, when those mistakes come, because I know that they will. Thank you, Kelsey, for joining me on this episode of Rooted, and
0: thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe to Rooted on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. And remember, you can listen to Forester Radio over there in Huntington on 105.5 WQHU or stream us anytime, anywhere on ForresterRadio.com.